Good morning, listeners. Today is uh, Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. The time is now uh, 11.16 a.m. A quick um, thank you to Anchor FM, everybody. Anchor, a great way to start a podcast. Very simple. No major technology. You just need, you know, a smartphone or a computer with a good headset or a microphone. Just create your account and find out what you want to name your podcast. And, um, you know, just start talking. Just, you know, uh, get out there if that's what you want to do. And also support other Anchor podcasts. There's plenty of them out there, you know. Take a few minutes to listen, see what's out there. Anyway, um, what I wanted to start telling you guys about, in my opinion, um, to be a success in stand-up comedy, in my opinion, um, arguably, yes, 50% 50% of the battle of success is memory. You got to memorize your material, memorize your set, arguably at least 50%, maybe even more, maybe 75% counts. That's memory because I see a lot of new comics struggling up there on stage, referring to their notes, looking at their phone. You got to have your stuff solid inside out. You got to know it backwards, inside out. You got to be able to say it in your sleep. And then the other part of the battle is taking that memorized set and making it sound in- at least interesting. Uh, yes, it should be funny, but it, it should not sound like you're reading it. It should not sound like you're reading a script like an actor. And that's what actors go through the same thing. They can't sound like they're reading a script. They really, And they have to memorize their lines, too. So the first thing is memory. And... Um, and, and it's something I'm working on getting back myself. I, I'm not going to lie. That's why I've been shy about doing comedy because uh, I lost the ability to memorize. Excuse me, coffee sip. Um, you know, I I lost the ability to memorize. And I, I, there was a time when I was like pounding it. You know, when I say pounding it, going to open mics at least maybe twice a week. For me, it's pounding, but... You know, I had a memory system in, you know, whenever I went in, I was pretty good. You know, even if I wrote my set the same day, I would pound it into my memory and I was good. I was using that exercise as a matter of fact, um, on a personal note, I had read, read the eulogy at my father's funeral and I remember memorizing the, you know, the eulogy and uh, my sister-in-law you know, we were in the procession going to the cemetery after the, you know, the service. So my sister-in-law said, Stephen, she goes, did you memorize that whole thing? You know, how did I'm like, yeah. And she said, oh, you know, you must have. And then she, my mother, my mother was with us in the car. She says, you must have like done very well in school. And my mother added, no, he didn't. It's true. I wasn't a very good student. It's true. I was a mediocre student. I was lucky if I had a C plus average. Uh, whatever it was, you know, everybody has their own way of learning, but um, memory is a good tool. So, yeah, there was a time, you know, when I was like really pounding it and I was I had the memory thing back. You know, I was the memory thing. I was good. That's why I was courageous. I was going to mics and I was doing new sets and because I was working at memory muscle and I I got to get that muscle back, that ability to memorize a set. And then I and, I, and this podcast is helping me with it because of um I get ideas. I'm out there. I get ideas to come and do an episode. 
and you know rather than procrastinate or put it in my notebook and sh- or shelve it with other ideas or you know keep a file whatever i just categorize it i have my memory system in my head and i memorize what i'm going to say and i come right here close my door my little studio my bedroom turn the mic on turn on the computer and you know do it from memory you know whatever memory skills that you have so i wanted to start with that and I guess, uh, what else can I tell you about? Oh, okay. Let's, uh, we're up to four minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, I've been bicycling a fair amount recently. It's, it's nice. It's nice riding a bicycle. I, uh, I also have an electric scooter. It's a rental, but you <laughs> there's only like a four or five mile range on it. So it's very frustrating. You know, half the time I run out of juice whenever I go anywhere. Uh, in fact, one day, uh, I think I was, I, I was lost. I didn't know where I am. I'm new to my community. I ran out of juice, and I had to call an Uber to take me home. I, thank God I was able to fold a scooter up and bring it in the car. But um, so because of, you know, that scooter, which is nice, but is a small range, I've been turning the bicycles because a bicycle isn't going to run out of juice. And, and riding the bicycle just is rejuvenating me. It, it's bringing me back to my youth. Uh, because when I was a kid, you know, being on a bicycle, uh, the world was my oyster. The world seemed so huge. There were so many places to go to, so many places to travel on a bicycle. I remember when I was like a teenager and all the kids my age, they were all excited about getting their driver's license. I didn't care because like once you start driving, the world becomes a smaller place. It's true, man. I had this friend from sleepaway camp. And I don't know, he lived like 15, 20 miles away. And me and him, you know, we were just talking all day. Not, not, well, after camp, we kept the correspondence. We were pen pals. We talked on the phone. and We were like making all these plans. I was, I was going to ride my bicycle out uh, to visit him. And I was going to ride, mapping it out. I was going to ride my bicycle along the service road to the expressway. So, um, you know. Rather than be a normal kid and just ask my parents if they could drive me there, no, no, I had to figure out how I was going to get there by bicycle or Long Island Railroad. I never went to visit him, by the way. I didn't, but I still remember that story. And this being on the bicycle reminds you of that, riding everywhere. and Everything seems so huge. You know, uh, the first several years of my life, I never left the hometown where I was growing up, and that was a big world to me, and I was just riding. Well, first of all, I wasn't allowed to travel. I was a kid. And uh, being on a bicycle, you know, the world seems so big. And, and, and that's kind of like what I am now where I, I've relocated. I'm not living, you know, where I used to live, the area. And I just kind of stay in this one town, this one area, because the, the rest of the world seems so foreign to me. And, and I'm not really driving anymore. I got a car. I just don't want to bother with it. So I feel like a little kid, again, you know, in the town that I grew up in, just knowing where I can go on a bicycle or maybe a few train stops. And it's nice. It's like being a kid again. Um, yeah, I, I remember how th- the driving changed me. I became more and more familiar with different neighborhoods. And, and it was also work. I used to go into the city for my job and I would get around in public transportation. So I got to know the city and public transportation. But gradually over the years, you know, my knowledge of the, re- you know, went from the town that I grew up in into the region, you know, and the region around it. So I, I knew everything around that area. I knew, you know, what was north, what was west, what was south. I had a pretty 
it was, you know, a tri-state area, um, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. I had a pretty good geographical knowledge of those areas from my many decades living there. And now I'm, I'm in a new tri-state area now. And, you know, but I just know the town that I'm in, really. I don't really know uh, much about the other suburbs. I, I know the major city near here. I know that a little bit. I know, you know, how to go to train from point A to point B. But, you know, I can, I can get lost very easily around here. Even when I look at the map, I have to look at it a few times to see what's north and what's south, what's west. So that's uh, my thing about bicycles. I, I have a couple other subjects I wanted to bring up, but um, I'm running out of time here on this episode. So maybe I'll be back soon. Maybe I won't. And I'm going to try to commit it to memory what uh, I wanted to talk about next. I got to build, I'm building up that memory tool, that memory. It's very important to exercise your memory. You don't know how precious your memory is. So many people don't have their memory or are losing it. If you have it, folks, or you have a potential to make it bigger, grow it. Use exercise, whatever, flashcards, uh, repeating things to yourself, symbols, pictures, build that memory up. It will serve as a tool. It will help you. Trust me, it's a very important tool. Uh, I, it's a curse sometimes because I obsess about things in the past and dwell on things. It, it can be a curse, but, you know, I still rather have it because it's a presence of mind. It's a cognizance. It's an alertness. It's being awoke. A lot of people walk around in the fog with no memory. You ever... I don't know if you ever passed anybody in the street from like you knew from years ago and they walk right by. Why did you recognize them? And they didn't recognize you. Is it your memory or is it a, you're more aware of your surroundings? Are they awoke? What, 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 what would be like to have a conversation with this person? If you stop them, maybe there is some depth be, beneath the layers. Maybe I'm misjudging them just because they walked past me. I don't know. But these are things that I think about all the time. Try not to. It's not always healthy. One of the curse of having an overactive mind. Listen, folks, it's two, 10 minutes and 17 seconds. Thank you so much for listening. I don't want to overstay my welcome. I'll be back with another episode. Beautiful day, at least where I am. Enjoy your day wherever you are and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Take care.